myself. My name is Bond. James Bond is looking at you, kid. The force will be with you always. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're gonna need a bigger boat. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Where shall I go? What shall I do? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. JP, can you do the uh, intro for us, please? I don't want to do it now. <laughs> Bro, come on. We did it and we had to start over. You got to redo it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Inside the Backlot. I'm your host, the only host, JP. And then there's two other guys. You want to introduce yourself? I like this one significantly less than the first one. That <laughs> was a little bit more. I'm actually, this, this is one. my favorite. This is my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> that's just pretty good. You have a great uh, commercial voice. Nah. Have you ever thought about getting into music, bro? <laughs> no, I would never. It's not my lifestyle. Mm, you should. I, I feel like you'd be a, a, a pretty good uh, like producer or something, you know? I don't know what that has to do with my uh, voice, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, so, you just sound you just your voice just i feel like you can command anyone to do anything i meant that your Whoa. voice produces your voice produces such beauty damn yo that you should uh produce something with it damn yo you make me blush oh shit <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's right, so- let's move on <laughs> can we talk about invincible Wait, Island, i thought please? we were having a whole segment about oh, your voice God. <laughs> oh yeah, today's, today's episode is just talking about uh, JP's voice. Thank you guys for listening. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do a pretty no, good so, Vegeta. <laughs> you know? So moving on from JP's beautiful voice. Okay. I'm... Those of you who've been following us on social media and keeping up with the with the podcast recently, you guys know we've been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, and more recently Invincible. And we wanted to release a full episode about Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, in which we dove into it and spoke about it at length. However, I think we sort of thought it would be better to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier when compared to Invincible, since the two were released pretty much at the same time. I think I think the first two episodes of Invincible came out when the third episode of Falcon released, right? Uh, yeah, the second or third episode, yeah. Mm. So, uh, today we're going to talk about the two series, going to sort of compare them, what we thought about each, and yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Oh yeah. So, I guess we'll sort of talk about Falcon first. Yeah. Before we talk about Invisible, and we'll kind of talk about it um, very loosely, uh, very quickly, so we could go ahead and, and sort of dive into our main critiques and, and com- comparing the two shows. So Falcon and Witch Soldier, JP, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, it, you know, it reminded me a lot of the uh, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier movie, obviously. Um, it was very, uh, not a lot of fat on the show. I think it was like very beat by beat. It was pretty exciting. Um, not like incredible, not like super like 
you know, kind of like how WandaVision was, where you're like, oh, wow, this means this, and this means that. And there's so many, like, hidden little things. I mean, there might have been, but I missed it, because I was, like, kind of enjoying the acting and the story, and it, it just kind of felt like a pretty good, like, B-movie, like, B-action movie, you know what I mean? Like, it felt great. I, I always love seeing Winter Soldier. He's my favorite uh, MCU character. Um, he's awesome. Yeah, man, he's great. And, uh, you know... I don't know. Now that I've, I'm trying to think of like details and stuff, I just can't. I just remember like having a really good time. I just remember like enjoying the action, uh, sort of liking the relationship between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, and their relationship to um, Steve Rogers. Um, yeah, it just kind of felt like a basic, pretty good action series. You know, I really liked it. Okay, John. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought that it was definitely on the better side of the Marvel Studios lineup. Um, I don't know if I liked it as much as WandaVision. I when I immediately, when I saw the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I, I I forgot who I was talking about it with, but I I remember saying like yeah I think this might be better than than Wandavision, but now that I've had time to like digest and kind of think it over for a little while, I probably would put Wandavision first still, um, over over Falcon, but that doesn't mean that Falcon was bad at all. I think the story for the most part was good. There's some things that I thought maybe could have been done better, maybe dragged a little bit, but the dynamic between the two characters, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, was as good as it'll ever be. Um, the acting was phenomenal. The action for being a TV show was top-notch. I, I don't think there was ever one moment in the entire show where we thought, hey, that looked a little corny, or that looked a little, you know, the CGI looked a little poor there. It, it really did feel like it had a movie budget, and I really appreciate that. Um, but all in all, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think, I think uh, it makes me more excited to see the future of the MCU. Agreed. Okay, agreed. So, I guess it's my turn. No, no, no. We're just moving on, bro. Oh, uh, thank you guys for listening to the episode. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're oh, done. Okay. So, while I was watching this. About halfway through, I boldly declared on Twitter Uh that the Falcon and Winter Soldier was better than WandaVision. And the moment I hit send tweet, I immediately regretted it. Because now we can hold you accountable, bitch. And then as (laughs) as I watched it, and as each episode came out, I don't want to say that I liked it less and less, but I think the less it held up to WandaVision and maybe to the expectations that were set uh, at the very beginning of the show. So the first episode was good. It was a decent enough introduction. We don't really... The plot doesn't really start moving until midway through episode two, in my opinion. So, the first episode was a pretty decent introduction. Episode 2 was was good. And then it ends on a on a great cliffhanger where, you know, we're finally going to go uh, and get to see Zemo. 
and sort of what he has in store for the rest of the series. And the next two episodes, which revolved heavily around Zemo, I think were the best episodes of the series, in my opinion. But I don't think the show ever really hit that consistent enough peak as the series wound to a close. It felt oddly rushed at some points. I feel like the show needed to have been maybe 10 episodes rather than than 6. Or maybe not even 10. Maybe like an extra 2 episodes. I think 8 would have been ideal. Yeah, it, it felt a little rushed, especially towards the climax the uh, Flag Smashers felt very, very, very underdeveloped. I agree. It was, yeah, it was kind of disappointing to see them as, as the main villains when we have people like uh, Zemo and and uh, John Walker, who I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of. Uh, I think what they did with that character was excellent. So them dedicating so much time to uh, the Flag Smashers, and especially Carly, who I think... Uh, was an incredibly bland character. She fell uh, very flat, in my opinion. I think it was kind of underwhelming in that sense. However, I think everything with Bucky was phenomenal, as was everything with John Walker and Baron Zemo. Sam really grew on me as the series went on. I could definitely see him as a leader of the Avengers, as the new Captain America, as the series went on. Right. I just wish there was more time devoted to uh, tying up more loose ends and plot threads. Like, I think the most odd one, and I'm just, we're just going to go ahead and, and talk mild spoilers for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think the fact that Bucky speaking with his Asian friend of the, the man whose son he killed, um, right. seeing that happen off screen, I think is a disservice to his arc in the show. Yeah, because really that's the emotional climax of of Bucky's entire arc, right? Like I think we could all agree on that. That yeah, is, of course. yeah, where emotionally it's all supposed to come together, and then it happens off screen, and we just sort of see him walk out with like a, a tear in his eye, and it's like, uh, we Bucky uh, deserves better than that. Meanwhile, Sam, who has great character moments himself. You know, episodes spend 20, 30 minutes on, on on him and his issues. And it's like, you know, I think Bucky's... I don't want to say Bucky's was more interesting. Because they weren't. I think Sam had a lot of interesting things going on. Especially when it comes to uh, Isaiah Rogers and the whole Black Captain America. And, their, and them touching yeah. on the race issue in, in the United States. I thought that was... I thought that was incredible. I just would have loved super to have yeah. seen Bucky's sort of emotional climax uh, be more developed. Yeah. But other than that, I think the show is good. I was a fan of it. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I would put it near the top of my Avengers list, like where I have WandaVision, but I would definitely say it's in that in that good tier, you know? It's yeah. not the amazing. The what? I would like, like I said, like I have like in the top half of the MCU, uh, you know, movies and shows. I don't know how many there are. How many are there now? Like 24, 25? It might be like, like I 25. Could, I, I could have, I have it like top 15. Oh my God. That seems like a lot, but now that I think about it, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I mean, we've been on this journey since 2008. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I would definitely say it's in the top half of 
of the MCU. I think I, I think I can agree with that. How long I just is each wish... episode? What was that? How long is each episode? Like 30, 40 minutes, right? Like 30, 40 no, minutes, No, yeah. for Falcon, it was more like 45 to an hour. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, because I was going to say, it did feel like, you know, because it was six episodes, it kind of felt like a movie almost that they just split up into six parts. You know, I don't know if that's a compliment or a, or a diss, but like it, it genuinely felt nothing about it felt like a series. It really did feel like a movie. I, I, I would probably say that's a compliment because I think that's what they were trying to go for. Right. Now, an interesting thing that I think they can do for season two is maybe bring John Walker back. Um, cause I feel like they set up a lot with him. So maybe see where his character goes. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, go ahead. I definitely think we'll be seeing more of him uh, very soon, actually. Very soon? Yeah. yeah. Like, how soon? Uh, I would say... Give me your guess. Give me your prediction of where you think he pops up. I don't think he's going to be in Black Widow. Because this was fil- Black Widow was filmed before... Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think he'll be in any of the upcoming. Maybe yeah, Hawkeye. No. I say maybe Spidey, Hawkeye. No. Hawkeye. Mm, okay, I can see that. If not Hawkeye, then the only realistic one I could see is after this slate of Marvel movies, like this lineup. I think we have all the way up until 2022, I think, lined up, or 2023. Um, I think we'll see him in the next slate of films that they announce. Okay. He's definitely um, going to be more involved in, in the in the MCU uh, now that his Falcon and Witcher Soldier storyline has wrapped up. We're definitely going to be seeing more of him. Okay. I was going to ask you guys a question, but I'll wait until we uh, dig into some spoilers. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, season two... They weren't planning for it, but I, I definitely can see it happening if people want it. Like if people want more. Yeah. I but like but he's getting his own movie, so and I'm sure Winter Soldier will be in it. You know, I actually didn't like that. The um what? Didn't like like what? you know how at the end of the sh- at the end of the series the uh title card Captain America and the Winter Soldier pops up, but like the whole point of Bucky's character arc is him not being the Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah, I was actually reading about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you read the same thing that I did, but they were actually going to switch it to Captain America and the White Wolf. But then, like, that I think been Marvel so didn't dope. want people to be so confused or anything like that, so they were like, just leave it as Winter Soldier. That's so whack that they changed it. I, I would have been wolf. so fine. Like, I would have been super fine with Captain America and the White Wolf at the end. Yeah, that that's much better dope. than the Winter Soldier. The White Wolf sounds fucking insane. What'd you think of the, uh, like, the Falcon's uh, Captain America costume? I loved it. Think, yeah, I thought it was it pretty. Works. I thought it was pretty great. I was it was like, good. Why? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's very, very comic book accurate. But what were you saying? It's. I thought it was dope. But, like, the whole time I was like, why does he have the, like, he looks awkward with the head, like, the headgear that, like, only mm-hmm. goes up to, like, below his hairline. And then the goggles. I was like, why was he? Oh, but he was wearing that before. That's why. Because 
He's got those wings. He takes flight. He needs the goggles. But the whole time I was like, that thing looks, it looks awkward. But then once I took into consideration, oh, yeah, he used to wear that before. It's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. What's actually interesting, I don't know if you guys watched Assembled. I don't know if you know that is, JP. Um, No. So it pretty much is after after WandaVision and now after uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's a a little series that they're doing post-show, every show that they're making on Disney+, Plus, where they show the production and, you know, how they film things, and, and they're, like, interviewing the cast, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay. But what was cool, which I thought, was like, you might be able to pull up on YouTube, is the Captain America suit that Falcon wears, like, the head shape doesn't actually, like, fit him as tight as it does on the show. They had to, like, CGI the sides. Mm. And they show the they show the what? process of it, <laughs> yeah, dude. It was like insane because like I can like that's what when you were saying that that's what popped in my head because I was like thinking maybe that you thought it looked awkward because of that, but now I'm thinking otherwise. Um, but just it's honestly like super cool to see that. Yeah, just aesthetically, I didn't. Oh, I didn't notice any like I didn't think it was weird or any CGI. I didn't think it looked off. I just thought aesthetically, it just didn't like didn't work. Like my eye, I just thought it was like a little eyesore, but, but no, I didn't. I, I, that's actually fucking amazing because I did not notice yeah, that I'll, at I'll all. I'll try to find it for you. It's it's fucking dope, man. Like like the, the these people, like to even just consider doing that. Like hey, like CGI, like just the sides of his. I think like you know it's towards like the sides of his jaw. Like they're like just CGI, just so it looks a little tighter there. Like it makes all the difference in the world. That's crazy. That's so dope. That's like David Fincher doing like CGI blood and not practical blood. Like, yeah, it's just it's, weird. It's it's impressive. And when it when it's done right, like CGI can be a very very useful tool. And then sometimes Absolutely. you know, you know, you get Godzilla versus King Kong, and you know, <laughs> oh well, it didn't look bad um, in, in the movie, but that, you know, there were some moments. But anyways. Yeah. Do you guys want to just dive into spoilers now, or? Oh, we could talk about spoilers pretty quick. I'm I'm fine with that. Um, is there something you want to bring up? Uh, yeah. So I guess if you're listening to this, we're gonna dive into Falcon and Winter Soldier spoilers. If you don't want anything spoiled, skip ahead or just stop listening. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, what I wanted to ask you guys and get your opinion on is what like. We saw John Walker's redemption arc, I want to say, in the in the episode six, the last episode. Um, you know, you start to see that he actually kind of is a good guy. And a lot of people thought that he was just a bad guy from the get-go. Um, I'm taking it as him being an anti-hero. Similar to, you know, for people that aren't familiar with what an anti-hero is. Um, like Deadpool is kind of like one. Punisher is one. Um... You know, Wolverine. someone like that's a good guy, but they don't follow the rules per se. Gotcha. Um, I, I that's what I took that as. Like, what would you do? Would you guys still say he, like Would you guys say he's an antihero? Do you think he might still be a bad guy, or do you think he might just be full on good guy now, like going forward? Hmm. You want to go, JP? I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know because the ending sort of. Um, I don't know that ending where he comes out of the uh they're like in that courtroom and he comes out with like a different suit 
you know i'm not sure what to yeah it's the u.s agent suit yeah i have i don't know if that was a reference to a comic or anything i i didn't know i was completely lost that's yeah that's just his name in the in the comics like he becomes a u.s agent and he wears the like honestly the suit looks very identical right uh i i was just like i don't know because when that woman um approached him to like do something I thought she was evil right right off the bat and she might be I have no idea but you know it it just gave it it was just like all over the place at first he that scene happens when he's like you know he's no longer Captain America then that woman comes up and approaches him about an opportunity and usually that means he's going to be like a supervillain but then he doesn't become a supervillain he's like out for revenge against somebody who justifiably so he wants to get revenge because that person killed an important person in his life. So it's just going like all these different directions. So I don't know what to make of his character. I don't know if he's, you know, a good guy and bad guy. And it's just, you know, and then he did that terrible thing where, uh, in all these Marvel movies where like, he's like, he's trying to kill this person. He's like on a revenge path. Like he's like, yes, insistent on like killing this person. And then, like, a couple scenes later, he's, like, joking with, who is it, Bucky? Or, I don't know. He's, like, he just said a joke. And it was so apparent that I was, like, what? It just doesn't make any sense. Like, you were heartbroken, like, an episode ago. Two scenes ago. Like, you were completely driven to murder (laughs) this girl. And then two scenes later, he said some ridiculous joke. I don't even remember what it was. So I don't know. Like he's just all over the place. I have no idea. I wonder if maybe character. it's the uh not so much a script thing, but more so like going along with the character. Maybe it could be the serum that's kinda like making him all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I mean I'm not trying to defend it. Just trying to find like something there. Um, no, I mean that joke was pretty much played off to be just a typical <laughs> Marvel joke thing, just to like yeah. relieve the tension. Uh, but yeah. it was what it was, and I don't necessarily hate or like the guy. Love the actor. I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, he was phenomenal. He was great. He was really good. You know that's Kurt Russell's son, right? Get out of wow. here. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah, j- yeah, John Walker's Kurt Russell's son. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, Wyatt no Russell. Idea. Wyatt. He looks Russell. just like his dad. He has. They have the same jawline. Now that bro, I I always was like it. trying to figure Holy out who shit. he looks like. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I told my parents that while we were watching like the second episode, and it blew their fucking minds. Is Kurt Russell in the MCU? Yeah, he's ego. He was right. Yeah, he's in. Yeah, uh, he's ego. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Keep it to the family. I like that. Right? Yeah, I mean, that's every actor nowadays. I'm like, yeah. some actor shows up and I'm like, oh, man, he's pretty good. Come to find out he's like freaking Steven Spielberg's son or some shit. <laughs> Crazy. Well, the, it reminds me of John David Washington. Yeah. I remember watching um, Ballers and I was like, yo, this guy's a pretty good actor. He's not bad. And I Google him. I'm like, wait, that's Denzel's son? Wait, Crazy. that's the LA Rams running back? But. Wait, you talking about John David Washington? Yeah, like watching that shit, you're like, wait, that guy's a running back. 
<laughs> like I, I mean, I didn't know he was in the NFL. But that's a thing, right? Yeah, he was in the NFL. He was. He was. He played that's for crazy. for the Rams. That is pretty fucking. Wait, insane. like legit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, he, uh, yeah. He played. He only played like a couple, like a couple seasons. I don't think he ever even like played a game. But he was on the roster. Damn. Crazy. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll make you into a sports guy. <laughs> Please don't. So, <laughs> one thing I found uh, kind of surprising about Falcon and Winter Soldier was how relatively little cultural staying power it had. Especially when you compare it to WandaVision, who every week, and even well after the show had ended... WandaVision was the only thing people could talk about, you know, and I get it because there was that sense of mystery and uh, like this essential question as to what is going on, what exactly is going on and all the theories that came from it. So I get it. Like it, it sort of had that uh, it raised that sort of culture on its own just doing that. But when you compare Falcon and Winter Soldier to a series like Invincible, which aired at pretty much at concurrently with Falcon and Winter Soldier, people are talking about Invincible so much more than they're talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, or than they ever spoke about Falcon and Winter Soldier, at least from what I have seen. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys agree with that. To a certain extent, I yeah. I think that... I feel like I didn't see much Invincible talk up until like episode 6. Or no, episode five. Episode five, I'll say episode five um, aired. That's when I started to see more people talk about it on Twitter. Uh, you know, word of mouth got around very quickly with that show. Like people, you know, trying to get their friends to watch it because of how insane it is. Um, yeah. But in the beginning, I really didn't see much Invincible talk. Yeah. Like I remember people telling people, hey, watch Invincible on Amazon. They're like, what's that? I'm like, dude, like the first three episodes are on there. Like, check it out. It's a fucking superhero TV show. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I think once episode five came out, you're right. That's when things really started to uh, pick up for the show. That's like the episode with the first, I don't want to say the first crazy ending, but it has a pretty intense ending, right? If we think about the same episode. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's episode five. Yeah. Okay, oh, we'll talk about it and when, when we get to spoilers. But I could definitely see that uh, as being not the hook of the show, because I definitely think the hook of the show is at the end of the first episode. But I could definitely see... <laughs> Like, people who stuck with it, watching episode five, and then being like, okay, this show is is something else. And then I think the season finale really elevates it to a completely, uh, like, new level. I think Invincible is fantastic. It is so incredible. So much more so than, than I could have ever imagined. Because, John, I know we both followed this production very closely since it was announced especially you because you had more of uh, background knowledge on on the comic book than I did but I remember when the casting was being released little by little like hey we got Steven Yeun we have uh, J.K. Simmons we have Walton Goggins Seth Rogen Mark Hamill um, I think Mahershala Ali is in the show you know, they started slowly releasing the cast list, and it was like, okay. It's insane. Yeah, this is uh, something that I definitely need to watch. And then as I started uh, looking into it, and I, I found out really what um, 
how mature the show is. I didn't really know in which direction the show was going to go. Like, to me, a lot of it was a surprise because I was not familiar with the with the comic book series. Uh, but I sort of knew, you know, this is kind of like The Boys. That's how I had it explained to me. It's kind of like a, a cartoon version of The Boys. But I think it's... If I'm gonna be honest, I feel like I feel like it's like the boys and DC Comics had a love child. Yeah, that's that's a that's a good way to put yeah. it. And if I'm gonna be honest, I like this show much more than the boys. I I very much agree too. I am surprised I at how much I enjoyed Invincible, and I cannot wait for season two. And I get why it's more talked about. It's definitely stayed in the culture longer than fucking A Winter Soldier has, in my opinion. Because people, what, the show ended a week ago? A week and a half ago? A week or two ago, and I'm still seeing memes. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still seeing a bunch of... I'm seeing new memes. <laughs> like, obviously, there's the famous meme, like the one that's been going around a lot, but I've seen, like, a lot of new ones uh, within the past couple of days. And, and yeah, you know... Yeah, I sent you one earlier. Yeah, that one was really good. That one that actually one made me good. belly laugh. Yeah, I just watched it. That was really good. <laughs> And it's funny because memes really are such an important part of the culture and social media. Like for example, mm-hmm. WandaVision had its fair share of memes, like the like the Vision meme where he has like his hand on his like chest and people like oh yeah would put like the like baby on and it and stuff like that. <laughs> so good, like the Vision and stuff. <laughs> so like those kind of memes. Wanda broke. I'm up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like. Those kind of memes really do help the staying power of a show uh, in the cultural zeitgeist. And I don't really recall seeing any memes related to Falcon and Winter Soldier besides uh, like that clip of Zemo dancing in the nightclub in episode three. But other than that, you know, it didn't really have a strong social media presence uh like wandavision and uh like invincible and the invincible twitter account is very good i will say oh dude they they for sure hired like a kid like not like you know not a kid but like someone like in their early 20s or something that's you know in with the times and and it's like all over twitter and the social media and, and knows what the current events are and what the current memes are and all that stuff like because this guy is on top of that shit like kudos to that fucking dude or a team you know it could be a team of people kudos to them because their fucking tweets are phenomenal yeah their intern is is definitely in with the meme culture at the moment because they're uh <laughs> they send some pretty uh decent bangers yeah, so i did see a few things like a few memes of uh falcon and winter soldier but i think they just completely got blown out of the water. Like, nobody gave a shit as soon as Invincible came out. Like, no one was talking about that shit. Nobody. Yeah, like, and... Invincible just just took over. Yeah, and I think maybe it's because Invincible was getting crazy at the time that Falcon and Winter Soldier was ending. I think maybe that had to do with... Uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier sort of going by the wayside. And, you know, this has nothing to do 
with the quality of the show. I'm not saying Falcon and Winter Soldier is a bad show. I was a fan of the show. I like, I, I very much liked yeah. it, even though I disagree with, um, you know, some of the creative decisions behind it. But I think maybe Invincible getting really good, like really taking it up a notch, could have affected uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier state power. And again, you know, that's not always important. But that sort of word of mouth really does uh, do a lot of things for a show. And I don't know if Marvel needs that, but it's just odd to see a show just sort of come and go in a time where that doesn't really happen that often. Even like, like for example, I, I brought up The Witcher uh, back when we were doing our WandaVision reviews um, as sort of like an example of Netflix dropping all of the episodes at once and conversation about the show dying relatively quickly. And I think even The Witcher was spoke about, spoken about uh, longer than The Falcon and Winter Soldier has. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if you guys agree. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I think so too. Especially like what comes to mind is uh, toss a coin to your Witcher. Like that was like a whole thing for such a while. Um. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Actually, yeah. And it's it's just weird, you know. So, you know, with Wandavision, with Invincible, um, with The Witcher, and a couple other shows that uh have released earlier in the year. It's just odd, especially for a show as big as as Falcon and Witcher Soldier, and as hyped up as it was. Uh, there was a lot of of hype going into the show, especially from Marvel Studios themselves. Sort of like, hey, this is a movie split up into six parts. This is going to have the most insane action you've ever seen. And while it, it did deliver on, on some parts, it's just shocking to see this show from Amazon Prime from a very uh, niche comic book series just absolutely blow up and become, I think it's Amazon's number one show at the moment. Maybe behind the boys, but... It's it's up there surprisingly. What do you, what do you guys think of of Invincible? Yeah. Go ahead, JP. Um I mean, it's just incredible that like I haven't seen an animated film, like an animated like like a DC or a Marvel, uh, primarily DC because they're the ones who really knock it out of the park consistently as far as like animated movies go. Uh Definitely. I haven't seen one of them in a while. I think the last one I saw was Under the Red Hood, which is fantastic. Phenomenal. It's a good one. Uh, Very good. And <clears throat> at first glance, because, you know, there was a lot of hype around it, and I first heard of it from our friend Josh. Uh, Josh told me, man, you got to see Invincible. And I was like, ah, what is it? And he's like, ah, it's kind of like the boys. It's like, you know, the comic book. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'll watch it. I watch it and like I was like, why? Why did he recommend this to me? Like, what? What are these knockoff superhero? This is a knockoff Batman that I'm watching. That's what my girlfriend so, said. She was like, it's like knock. It's, she she calls it like a a parody of of superhero stuff, like of you know superhero content. And I yeah. was like, Sean, explain to her. I'm like, no, it's not a it's not a parody. It's its own thing. It's its own entity. Like it's it's yeah. it's not trying to be DC or Marvel. It's trying to be its own thing. It's trying to be invincible. Yeah, and that's what that like in my head I was like, all right, well, like there must be a reason why that you know because there's a lot a lot of people who are way smarter than me 
who are you know huge comic book fans um and there's a reason why this show is popular so you know let me look beyond the surface and say you know maybe this is like an like i was going crazy i was like maybe this is like an alternate like it's going to reveal itself to be like a parallel universe and like it's like a different like off dimension like metropolis or something where there's like it's not batman but it's dark darkwing or something like something stupid or crazy that i was thinking i was like why because like why is everybody talking about this show and then i was like by the end of the episode before the post credits i was like yeah that was pretty decent you know the main character has like peter parker vibes you know um omni man is kind of He's dope, but he's kind of weird. Something's going on there. Then this and that. And I was like, there's enough for me to really want to watch the second episode. And then, holy shit, the fucking post credit scene. Yep. Ooh. That's the, that's the stinger. That's the gotcha moment. That moment when everybody you're starting to see everybody, like, get the signal and all that stuff. And then I was like, man, like, in that one scene... If that's all you saw of the, um, what are their names again? The team? The Guardians of the Globe? Guardians of the Globe, yeah. If that's all you saw of them, that would have been enough to give you a sense of the, of the characters. Like, to get you to know everything you need to know about them. Because you barely saw them throughout the episode, if that. Like, in the beginning. Uh, but that post credit scene, when you see everybody get that signal. And you see, like, a little bit of who they are. Uh, save for maybe like War Woman or uh, I don't know who else. You 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 get the sense that there's gonna be like more coming from them. Like it sets up. That's the most heartbreaking thing that it sets up an entire world. Like each character, and then they just get fucking mollywopped. They get destroyed. I was not expecting it. It was completely brutal. And for a bunch of characters who I've only spent like a f- like a tiny amount of time with, I found it to be utterly heartbreaking. That scene was incredible, incredibly animated. It was like horrifying. It really it was, was horrifying. Right up my alley. I love that disturbing shit. It was, <laughs> but this yeah. it was disturbing in a way that I haven't felt in a very long time and I don't know if this is hyperbole but it is comparable it is similar I'm not saying it's up there to that level but it is very similar to how I felt during the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones really I'll argue that it's up there yeah I think as far as shocking and as far as like a swerve and something that you weren't expecting it's, and they grab you like there. that right away, like in the first episode. It's completely, it's it's up there. I mean, obviously, we didn't have like three seasons of setup for it. And apparently, that's what they were planning on doing. Um, like, they were talking about having this scene be like at the end of the season. But um, somebody had said that, um, forgive me, I don't know who it was. But they said, you know, you should probably not do that. You should probably do that as soon as possible because otherwise Amazon won't really bite. And you probably won't get renewed. So they decided to go for it in that first episode. And man, I think that that was an excellent, that that was a genius move. So 
as far as just the first episode, great. But I mean, everything beyond that, I think, was handled perfectly. Mark, uh, Adam, Eve, every character, I feel like, had a perfect arc by the end of the uh, season. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a masterpiece. Wow. Yeah. Very high I, praise, JP. I, yes. And you never, never hear me. <laughs> you never hear me this positive. Yeah. So you know. Especially about superheroes. Right? right? Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you guys pretty much said everything I had in my mind. I, um, so a little background. I, I'm a part of a Facebook page, a Facebook group, if you will. Um, I've been around, I've been a part of this little community since 2013, um, 2014 at the latest. So a, a solid eight years, uh, I've been a part of this community. And what we talk about in there is movies, comic books, mostly comic book stuff, um, but you know a lot of movies, TV shows, etc. Like pop culture. And one day, with this uh, one of the dudes in there, that's you know he's always talking with people, always going you know posting stuff, always back and forth with everybody, like just a really good guy. One day he posts in like 2015, is like guys, I don't, I don't know who's reading this, but you need to read Invincible, the comic book. And everyone's like, bro, what the fuck is this shit? Like, what's Invincible? Like, it's not Marvel, it's not DC. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? Like, why do I care to read it? <clears throat> and um, he kept reiterating, like, yeah, listen, like. It's batshit insane. You need to read this shit. Like, it's phenomenal <laughs> storytelling, blah, blah, blah. So, finally, one day, you know, a few years ago, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I read a couple of the issues, and I didn't read too much. But holy fuck, what I, what I was, like, hooked, bro. Because, one, the story is great. But, two, the reason, also the reason why I got hooked was, and you guys will probably agree with me, um is because of Mark Grayson, the main character in the show. Um, I really mm-hmm. love his character because he reminds me so much of Peter Parker and Dick Grayson, a.k.a. Robin slash Nightwing in, in the uh, Batman, you know, world. Yeah. And Nightwing is my favorite superhero. So I could tell that they, they definitely grabbed some inspiration from Nightwing and brought it to Mark and to Invincible and a little bit from Spider-Man as well. And just, yeah. you know, seeing how his character is and then seeing all the twists that the story had, I was hooked. But then, I don't know, like, I just kind of, like, you know, I had so much going on. It was hard to keep up with comic book reading, you know, school, working, et cetera. So I couldn't really go. I never really went back to it. And then finally I heard they were making a TV show, and I was pumped. And then when I saw the cast come out, I mean, I, I was telling Steven, him and I were going back and forth, like, bro, look at this fucking cast. This shit's going to be so good. And, you know, we Very were tweeting surprising. about it for, like, the past two years. Um, on Backlot, and yeah, man, like, I I finally was like, I was gonna like catch up and read the entire thing, but then I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna just wait for the show because I'm just like, I want to see this action, I want to see this uh, this story play out on right. on film on TV, you know, and that's what I did, and I'm fucking happy that I did, man, because I I'm so impressed with how what this show has done, and I would actually argue now. I'm sure there's a comic book loyalist out there that will completely disagree with me, but I will argue that the TV show so far seems like it's better than the comic book only because I feel like they go into depth a little more and I feel like there's more, um, I feel like they, they dive into these characters a little more as well. 
And I really appreciate that they're doing that because it starts. To, it really makes you care for these characters. It makes you care for the story that much more. And yeah, man, like I'm so fucking excited. Like I'm like losing my breath talking about it because I'm just so fucking <laughs> pumped for the future of this show, dude. It's so fucking good. Like I like like I said with Steven, I I think it is better than the boys. And I will argue that it's better than mo- like that it's better than a lot of shit that DC and Marvel are putting out right now, like movies and shows. This is 100%. like top tier superhero things out right now. It's fucking good. I actually 100% agree with that. And it's funny because mm-hmm. uh, JP, you mentioned how in the first, the end of the first episode, you would compare it to how you felt when you watched the Red Wedding, and in terms of how shocking and I guess uh, grotesque and moving it was I actually don't even think it's the most shocking scene of the show okay I think uh, that actually goes to something that happens in the in the finale I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about yes uh, however I'm, I'm down to, to dive into spoilers any any moment now if you guys let, are. let's just keep talking uh, like non- Spoiler really quickly because okay, I know okay. there's still a good amount of people who haven't uh, listened or okay. watched the show. Uh, but I'm really. Well, I think I kind of ruined it earlier. No, you're good. But most people know. No, that. you didn't. You okay. actually did a good job. Okay. Most people, <laughs> uh, I think, just like look at this show uh, like at its surface level. But I think there's a lot of really interesting things that they explore throughout. Uh, most notably, obviously. Uh, like what it's like to be human, or what it's like to to have humanity and and uh, and persevere through that. And I wasn't really expecting it to tackle uh, something like that so profoundly. And I'm really happy, especially. I think you really see it in the last episode, which we'll talk about uh, very very soon because we should talk about spoilers. Uh, when I think in that last episode, as everything sort of comes together. Uh, very uh, very well I think that's when it really takes off and I'm also surprised at how well they show teenage life in such like an adult show you get me like watching uh, Mark John I think you made a a great point it is really like watching Peter Parker like a beefed up sort of mega version of of, of Peter Parker Um, right I'm really surprised and happy at how they handled the whole the whole superhero coming of age slash i'm still in high school sort of thing repeat that my bad (laughs) no because you accidentally said the hoe and then you said the whole and i was like the hoe (laughs) the hoe (laughs) yeah that hoe mark grayson uh so uh what a fucking hoe he is! What a hoe, just showing <laughs> off his powers everywhere he go. I don't blame him. Um, actually, actually, <laughs> so you know what I will argue, or not argue, like, uh, no, just I'll throw in there. I will say that the way they handle the high school stuff and the sense of responsibility that Invincible has on his shoulders, I think they handle that better than Spider-Man is being handled in the MCU. I don't feel the sense of responsibility that I should with Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get you. There's so like there's so many people to protect that I need to protect, and and if I'm not there, then who's going to protect them? You know, so many lives are going to be lost. Like that's a very big theme in the comic books, and you know, even in the early movies with Tobey Maguire. Um, 
that I don't feel like the MCU is is um you know bringing to life, and I think the show does a very good job at that. And I I would kind of hope that like Marvel is like watching this and it's like there's you know Marvel and Sony are watching this and are like yeah you know what we need to kind of go back to our roots and go back to what Spider Man really is about because it's a it's kind of like a breath of fresh air watching this and and seeing how they how they handle it. Because that's how I imagine, you know, a high school, how Invincible is set up. That's how I imagine a high schooler with superpowers to be. Yeah. Right. I agree 100%. Do you guys just want to start talking about spoilers now? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, spoilers for Invincible starting right now. If you guys haven't watched Invincible yet, we all recommend that you watch it. I think it's the best show on TV right now. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. since WandaVision um, go ahead watch it it's on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime available to you it's only 8 episodes each episode is about 40 minutes long and it is very very worth it now do keep in mind uh, it's definitely not for the faint of heart so if you don't like seeing pretty extreme amounts of blood and gore I would say maybe it's not for you but if you don't mind that and you're a fan of superheroes Definitely go give Invincible a watch. We all on Backlot love the show. We're huge fans of it, and we can't wait to see where it goes. So, Invincible <clears throat> spoiler section starting now. JP, I'll let you go first because you seem very excited to go into the spoiler section. My boy, Red Rush, got his brain crushed. When I saw that, I was like, yo, 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 yo. I I was like, where did all this shit come from? Where did this gore come from? Where did this, like, eyes popping out of brains? Dude, it seemed so campy before, too. Yeah, I was like, why do fucking, like, why is everybody talking about this? And then, boom. It's funny because I was watching the first episode with my dad. And, like, I just put it on. I was like, Dad, let's watch this. It's a superhero show. I think you'll like it. He was like, all right, whatever. He didn't even know it was a cartoon. I turned it on. He's like, wait, this is a cartoon? It's a kid's show? I was like, just watch. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Like the For about 45 minutes, the show plays off like literally like a kid's cartoon. You know, Mark is in school learning his mm-hmm. powers. And then Omni-Man grabs Red Rush by the head and starts squeezing. And when his head pops, my dad is like, what? <laughs> like audibly, <laughs> like audibly like what and then you know the guardians of the globe slowly start getting you know the absolute shit kicked in and then you know my dad was hooked he was like oh let's let's put on the next episode and i can imagine that that's the reaction most people had watching this show yes i think because i was like uh because i couldn't get over that that scene like that's the that's the one scene that throughout all this i'm sure it sticks with me and it's gonna stick with everybody else you know so i went back to to youtube and i was just watching like reactions of that scene and like the reactions are of course amazing but then you scroll down to the comments and you see like a bunch of comments saying like wow i feel bad for like the parents who put this on for their kids and traumatize them because that's like because it, it's it's so like you're right like it's such a kid show like the aesthetics the animation the stories like 
all in that first episode, you're like, well, this is a pretty good animated series, pretty good kids show. It's kind of mature in some spots, but it's not really too. And then, you know, Darkwing's entrails come out of his head and it's <laughs> crazy. Like that visual is crazy to me because then he gets thrown into Green Ghost's like arms and then it just goes completely uh, silent and she just goes, oh, no. And then her face goes through the back of her skull. It's crazy. It's it's one of the crazy. I can't I can. Uh, that's the only scene I'm talking about because it's so phenomenal. I can't think of any other scene that stands out. But beyond that, I think, again, Mark Grayson's character, Stephen Young is is Stephen Young, right? That's how you pronounce it. I believe so. Could be wrong, but he he is easily the best part of the show, along He's with amazing. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, oh, of dude. course, is a god. Him and J.K. I'll even I'll even say uh, Sandra Oh as like you know as uh, uh, Debbie as their mom. Yeah, like all, all three, three have of great them. chemistry. Oh, fucking perfect cast. Perfect. perfect, perfect, perfect. Everybody's great, and even like you know uh, the teen team now the new. Uh, guardians of the globe like those characters are also good they all feel like like rich characters that you can like really like dive deep into um uh, that i don't know like there's so much to talk about with this show i'm gonna let somebody else talk now because i feel like i'm rambling but uh god i don't know you bring something up and i'll talk about it i can't um can i say something real quick Go. JP, oh, you actually mentioned something while you were talking about uh, the scene in the first episode, you know, at the very end when Omni-Man kills the Guardians, mm-hmm. where you mentioned how, um, I think it was like War Woman who gets like really silent and then she says something before she, you know, gets her ass kicked. I think part no, was, of what makes uh, the scene... Green Ghost. But as someone said, oh, was it him who says something and then... They like have a line where they're oh, like, "Oh no," and then they die. Yeah, yeah, that was Green Ghost. Okay, um, I think part of what makes the scene so so memorable and uh, so disturbing is the fact that there is no score. Oh wow, you know the scene is taking place. It's dead silent, so all you hear are the grunts. You hear mm. each punch land. You hear each crack of the bones. The blood splatter, you hear all that perfectly, and there's no score whatsoever in the background. I love that. It's it was a great. I, I didn't know that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a it, it's one of those moments uh, that really make musical score uh, important. It's really it really does elevate your your movie or TV show more than people think, honestly, because it's not something most people notice. But if you're paying attention, uh, you start to recognize and sort of uh respect these little things that the uh that these directors and and creative minds do listen the score for any movie or show is important and i you want to know why i know this give you a little funny story my dog my australian shepherd Mm. he has a problem with seeing action and um and other animals on screen on TV, like if you're watching TV, like he fucking goes berserk. Yeah. Um, but dude, he has my dog. My fucking dog has picked up on when a score starts to get a little more intense, and he'll pick up on that and immediately run to the room and 
know that something is about to happen and oh, start shit. barking at a TV like when something happens. Like it's the most bizarre shit I've ever seen. But that was when I like, that was the day that I realized like wow like music and these musical scores are like are so fucking important. Absolutely. And we don't even realize it if my dog is picking up on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that the most bizarre shit you that ever heard? That is pretty crazy, very, actually. Very bizarre. Yeah, I, I need to get a video of it one day. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but, dude, Invincible, yeah. man. Like, I, um, you know, run spoilers, so I'm just going to go out and yeah. say everything. But, like, you know, throughout the show, I had, like, some type of sympathy for for Omni-Man you know I was like hoping like you know what he did there has to be a reason like there there has I'm hoping it's for a good reason you know what I mean like I want to know why he did it and and it better be a good enough reason because I like this guy like he's his he's he's Mark's dad you know what I mean like I want to like him and I want to I want to know the reason as to why he made this horrible decision to kill the fucking guardians um and bro, it's like even when like Mark is like hitting him in the face, like thinking that he was getting mind controlled, I was like, dude, like is he maybe is, is he he might be actually getting mind like he might actually be, that line be, be so controlled. Deep. Yeah, dude, it really did. And um, and then even bro, like like it it like all that sympathy like completely like evaporated for me when. He throws Mark into the fucking building and then blames it on him. And then, like, that's not even the worst of it. You know what I'm about to talk about. Yeah. The, when he literally uses Mark's body to completely slaughter groups of people on a subway bus. Oh. Or, or on a subway train, I'm sorry. Wow, what a brutal scene. What? Yeah. Dude, what in the fuck? Like, that was when I realized, like, yo. That was actually kind of difficult to watch, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, absolutely. I This show, you know, if they ever decided to make it in live action, which I kind of hope they don't, I think it really sticks well with the animated stuff. Mm. Um, But, dude, seeing something like that in live action would be fucking horrific to see. Oh, oh I don't think you could do that in live action. No. Yeah, like, it, it would There's be no brutal. Yeah, no I think way, unless you get a phenomenal director, there's no way. Yeah, I think like it, the show really at the end, I think all the setup really comes into play and and is paid off incredibly well. And I think Steven Yeun was amazing throughout the show, but what really sums up his performance and what I think I think he should be if possible nominated for an Emmy. I think I totally agree. I think that moment where he tells Omni Man something along the lo- something along the lines of "Oh, I'll still have you." When Omni Man's like, "What are you gonna have in five hundred years? All these people are gonna be dead. Everyone you knew is gonna be dead." And he tells Omni Man, he's like, "Oh, I'll still have you." I was like, oh, "Bro, I wanted oh, to cry." I was like, "Fuck, dude, I wanted to cry." What a fucking line! The way he the the way Stephen Young delivered that line was incredible. And another. I think incredible line on like a completely different scale was when Omni Man calls uh, his wife and Mark's uh, mom his pet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! When he's like, "Oh, I did love your mom," but more of like a she was more like a pet to me. I was like, "Oh my god!" She's more god. like a pet to me. That has to be one of the most like disrespectful bitch. lines I've ever heard in my entire life. 
I love her, but J.K. Simmons is phenomenal, yeah. bro. I love her more like a German Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> Not a human. I actually. Oh, and and you know what? What the show does really well too. My bad. Like really quickly. Yeah. Um, you get that 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 sympathy towards Omni Man when they show the flashback baseball scene. Ooh, yeah. That was oh, great. yes. What, bro, what a great scene that was. Like, seeing how, he, you know, you kind of see, like, the glimpse of him being, like, this angry, stoic, um, you know, guy from another planet, whatever. Um, you know, he's flustered watching this boring baseball game and whatever. But then he sees Mark, you know, hit a home run or whatever and, and, or, and starts cheering him on. And fuck, bro, what a great scene that was like that was like another scene where i was like wow i have some sympathy for this guy again but then boop nope goes back to the present and he's fucking just tearing the entire planet up i really what a what a scene though i really do think omni man uh does have like some humanity still left in him i he definitely seems like an irredeemable character right now the dude is a fucking piece of shit but I don't think, especially when compared to the other um, Viltrumites, I definitely think we'll see a shift in his character because he does have some humanity from Mark. I would say more from Mark than anyone else. Um, and eventually, I think he'll, you know, turn on his Viltrumites, and I think he'll become like a good guy. Because um, I interpreted the end as him, you know, having some love for his son so I definitely think I'm, I'm really interested to see where Omni Man goes now yeah I, think, I am too and sorry yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. Um, no, you <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> he you know he sort of reminds me of like Vegeta in a way do you guys have you guys seen oh yes yes where that's a great comparison he's introduced as just like a stone cold villain and uh, I think by the end of his like battle with Goku or whatever, you're kind of like, you know, you still think he's an asshole. But then over time, even though, like, despite all the despicable things he's done, he's now, like, one of the good, like, the main number two guy next to Goku uh, as far as, like, the heroes go. Then he's like, yeah, sort he's of still an like asshole, lovable now, you know. <laughs> but I don't know uh-huh. because you know it, that show has a different tone, uh, like it has different tone shifts compared to Invincible. Invincible is pretty fucking brutal, but there's still those like funny moments. There's there's still those, I, I, you know. I see it, and I see it mainly with, uh, you know, like Vegeta, for example. I think he shows a more human side to him to his character when he has trunks i mean and it's like similar to omni man with, with having mark you know what i mean that's like exactly. when you start to really like see his true side and and i don't know if you watch dragon ball super um yes i haven't seen the whole thing but i'm working on it okay so like vegeta you know he has trunks and i don't know how long this i'm not gonna say it because i don't know <laughs> i don't want to be a spoiler for you but um mm. You know, you definitely see a more human side, like especially with his love for his son and for his wife, and that's mm-hmm. I think the biggest reason as to why he's calmed it down and not gone on this fucking brutal rampage. I think if they didn't exist, or if they even if they died, 
you know, I think Vegeta completely changes. And it's 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 very, very that's actually a fucking fantastic comparison, it actually. Is. I think they're very, very similar. Yeah. Because, like, the, the whole time I was thinking, how is this guy going to ever be redeemable? Because he actually, like, faked being a good guy at first. And then he, like, slaughters a bunch of people. Um, and then has that moment where You're talking about Vegeta. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, Omni-Man. Sorry. Okay, so okay. he's just, like, doesn't he, like, like, kill a whole, like, planet or something when he gets sucked in that portal? You know yes. what I'm talking about in episode Yeah, two? yeah, he does. Yeah, and he just, like, completely destroys a planet. Yes. Doesn't he? Yes, that's Am in I the tripping? second episode, yeah. I believe. Yeah, second episode. So then it's like you see that, you see all the horrible things that he says in, like, the last episode. You see him kill a revitalized, rebirthed uh, immortal, like, just snap, like, just cuts him in half like he's fucking pastrami just murders him again and then the whole world sees it so he's doing all these horrible things and then by the end you know he's got tears in his eyes flying towards wherever um and you know spares his son so it's like you could see redemption but it's gonna be really it's the show has a responsibility to really respectfully and carefully tell that story so that it's not completely unbelievable that people would accept Omni-Man after everything he's done, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's just, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it can't be quick and it can't be forced. You know, them trying to bring him back into the light kind of thing. It's This is something that's going to have to be a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Um if they if they go that route, we don't know what they're gonna do. I I'm I'm avoiding comic book spoilers, you know, at all costs at this point. Like you know, I, as exciting as it would be to read up until the point where we're at, and and forward, I think that the the show, you know, the style of it and that voice acting and everything that they do is so exciting that I I don't mind waiting for you know these seasons to come out. I I'm gives me something more to watch. I, I would rather watch it than, than read it, to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm going to be avoiding it at all costs. But, yeah, I mean, we don't know where they're going to go with Omni-Man at all. We have, I mean, us three have no idea now. <laughs> if you want to yeah. – don't try to fucking spoil it for us. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's fucking exciting, though, to think about. That um, scene of Omni-Man flying away and you could see that he's crying was incredible. Yeah, that was a great scene. I mean – very it's beautiful. So good. I'm I'm incredibly excited for the next season. I think everybody is really. Um, it's gonna be a while though. A long wait. I think. Um, um. So like for people that don't know, and I don't know if you guys know this, um, Robert Kirkman is actually the main, uh, you know, creator for Invincible. He's mostly known for The Walking Dead. Um, he's the one that made The Walking Dead, the TV show. Or, I mean, not the TV show, I'm sorry, the, the, the comic books, the comic books, I'm sorry. Um, wow. Now, I don't know how much of a impact he has on the TV shows for The Walking Dead, but I do know that he is heavily involved in Invincible, 
So to see that and to hear that gives me more excitement for the show because I feel like The Walking Dead kind of like wandered off and did their own thing and it it hurt them for the future. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched The Walking Dead, but I got super bored of that show, like season five. Same. Oh, hell so, yeah. Yeah, like I, I just completely stopped watching it. I was like, you know, this shit. Like, it was actually what's funny is like when Steven Yeun's character in the show. Sorry, if you're watching The Walking Dead, I'm sorry. Um, you know, the the, the first time they teased that he's gonna die, I was like, yeah, bro, I'm that's, done. That's I'm not exactly that when anymore. I stopped watching it. Yeah, I was like, bro, you guys don't have the balls to kill him off. Fuck it, I'm not watching this shit anymore. Then I feel like they kind of got like backlash about that, and then they finally killed him off later on. Um. But yeah, I just, you know, I didn't agree with that shit. And, um, you know, I don't think that's going to happen here, though. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Robert Kirkman's going to keep this as close to the comic books as they can and keep it one simple linear story. Uh, and it's, it's going to have a, it's going to have an ending. It's going to have, you know, we're going to go from point A to point B. I don't know how many seasons that's going to take, but we're going to get yeah. there. The Walking Dead, who the fuck knows when they're going to get there? I mean, we'll see. I feel like Amazon is smarter than, uh, like AMC, AMC in that sense with the properties because Breaking Bad is an AMC show but the creators always knew there was going to be a beginning and an end I think they even said for The Walking Dead yeah we don't we don't have an end like in sight and we were like uh <laughs> meanwhile this was like eight seasons <laughs> in when they said this so we were like okay so yeah no I, I mean what I'm what season is the show even on right now I don't know maybe like 11 12 Dude, the season eleven is about to start. On. That's that's insane, Jesus bro. Christ. I thought it was over. I don't give a shit about this, bro. Show. I yeah, I had a buddy that actually like like season eight nine was like super hardcore into it still, and like all of us would just shit on him. Like, bro, that shit is ass. Bro, I, I used <laughs> yeah. to watch that show with my dad, and and my brothers like religiously like every week when it would come out. Back when it was like seasons one through like four when everything was uh when it was really good we would watch well i wouldn't say really good because seasons three and four season one was uh, it was a fucking amazing oh, season one TV. is amazing season one is that's one like the, the best that might be that ever. you could argue yeah you can argue season one is one of the best seasons of a tv show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing and then it, it, it really goes downhill but there was still a lot of hype around it it was still an enjoyable enough a show. slow downhill um, yeah, but I think really once you get to like season five, it just really uh, falls off a cliff. So I can't season eleven. Jeez, who still watches that? I can't believe it. I, they, I, they, I mean, they for sure still have a fucking fan base. I had yeah. no idea that show was still going on until you said that. I'm actually gonna we. I'm actually gonna Wikipedia that because I want to see what well, like what's been going on in the past couple seasons. I'm I'm pretty. My interest is peaked right now. Walking Dead. Yeah. Dios mio. So. Yeah, like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is still on this <laughs> shit. Like, bro, they introduced this dude, like, fucking, uh, I don't know, seven years ago. Yeah, I think he was introduced in, what, season oh five, season God. six? Yeah, man. Jeez. Well, uh, I think that wraps up this episode. Lots of invincible yep, talk. Yep. We're all huge, 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 huge fans of the show. So, again, if you guys are on the fence... Uh, we highly recommend you give it a watch. Um, um, my bad. Let me ask you guys yeah, really yeah, quickly before we before we conclude. What would you guys rate both Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Invincible out of five or ten? You know, you pick whatever. Hmm. I would probably give Falcon. 
a strong seven. Okay. Eh, I would say like a seven. I would I would give Falcon and Witch Soldier a seven. I would give Invincible a very strong eight to a borderline nine. Okay. What about you, JP? Falcon and Winnie Soji, I'd give it like strong, light six out of ten. And okay. Invincible, I'd give like a nine out of ten. Wow. Strong nine. Okay. They've earned it. I think, yeah, I think we're all around the same page. Like, yeah, if I were to do it out of five, which is what I usually do, I'd, I would give, um, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier a 3.5 out of 5 and Invincible I'll give it a 4.5 but edging close to 5 out of 5 like I think that show is close to perfect wow yeah so yeah we loved it yeah that just goes to show how highly we think of, of Invincible as a whole so if you guys are on the fence and you guys listen to us for like advice, recommendations. We cannot recommend Invincible enough. The first episode is kind of slow in the beginning. I, I think it, it takes, it's not slow, but it definitely takes a little while to pick up to the meat of the episode. Stick with it. Trust. Mm-hmm. And you will definitely enjoy it. I do want to say uh, I am so, 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 so glad that an animated um, superhero feature or uh series like just something animated um as it relates to superheroes is actually getting all this attention as opposed to like Mm. you know the mcu stuff you know you know how i feel about it but like just live action like superhero stuff i feel like it's time that like animated films and series of that same nature get more attention because they have been putting out like top-notch especially dc like top-notch great stories great films uh and i i hope it leads to people checking out more like animated dc stuff maybe even some marvel stuff or just anything in general because i think that that is has been overlooked for far too long so i love it agreed totally agree agreed so yeah that wraps up this week's episode uh stay tuned Got some more episodes coming out for you guys. Uh, I think this... Damn, there's this movie coming... Oh, the new Saw movie comes out this weekend. I'm going to be watching that. What comes the out? The new Saw movie? It's called Spiral, Saw, right? like... Yeah, the one with Chris Rock. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. That comes out this ding, week. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, it might be in, on HBO Max, actually. Interesting. Wow. I mean, I'm going to be giving it a watch, so we could definitely talk about that on this show if you guys are interested. No, I'm kidding. I'll watch it. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be talking about what we're going to be releasing on Twitter uh, once we get that sorted out a little bit more. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and uh, stay tuned. Peace. I love you like a pet. <laughs>